This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the September 8th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready to talk some mock drafts, some little football, uh, kind of my guilty pleasure. Sorry if you guys who are just strictly basketball people, but uh, hey, a lot of people chit-chat about stuff. I chit-chat about sports, right, at least? Anyway, uh, and yeah, the draft guide, our Roto World Basketball Draft Guide is live. It's not all the way finished. I still have like four or five more articles I'm going to put on there, and we're going to probably have like 10 mock drafts if you're really into that and seeing where your guys go and... All that, but yeah, we did a 14-man, two-center, and then your usual point guard, shooting guard, guard, small forward, power forward, forward. Again, two centers and a utility and four or five bench, whatever it was. So a little bit deeper, it went, you know, good 200 rounds, 200 picks almost, so it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like I said, I want to talk a little football really quick. Um, Patriots are in last place, you guys. Uh, as a Jets fan, this, this kind of makes me happy. I, I got to admit, I looked at the standings a couple times, uh, put a little smile on my face, but... Yeah, uh, I know you guys who play football, the, the Patriots, there's such a mess. Uh, Gronk, didn't, Gronk had that touchdown called back, uh, didn't get a lot of targets. Uh, Chris Hogan got crazy amount of snaps, didn't really get a lot of targets. Um, props to Marcus Peters for the Chiefs. He got, I think he his man didn't get targeted at all in the first half, uh, so take that into account. Uh, Burkhead, low snaps, had a, a, a fade that wasn't caught. Uh, from the flanker spot, and then a uh, wheel route that would have been a big play, but they missed the pass interference call. So, yeah, pretty much I would say the only takeaway as far as cutting goes would be cut Dion Lewis. Uh, he didn't get a lot of snaps. Looks like he's pretty buried. And obviously Mike Gillisley was, was the man. I would probably say sell high. You're not going to get that many goal line opportunities. They pretty much just got tackled at the 4-5 or five a handful of times to set them up. Uh, and Chiefs, yeah, you drafted Kareem Hunt in the third round. You're chilling. Um, my man with massive game. He, you're probably going to win if you started Cream Hunt. That guy's legit. All right. So, yeah, this week, it's, it's a lot going on. Um, obviously, Hurricane Irma, man. Anybody, if you guys are in Florida or Georgia, um, hope you guys are taking the necessary precautions and wish you guys the best. Um, it's, if you've seen the pictures compared to that, compared to Hurricane Andrew from back in the 90s, man. Devastating hurricane. Ah, the bad stuff. All right, let's not talk about the bad stuff. Let's talk some fantasy hoops. I had the five spot, and I was like, okay, I'm two centers. I was thinking, all right, I may take Davis, uh, maybe KD if he falls, see where it goes, just because I wanted to get a big man because I knew there'd be a kind of a dearth of them in the next four or five rounds, which turned out to be right. I'll get to. So the first pick was Durant. second pick was Giannis. And then also just uh, it was kind of a mixed bag for readers um, podcast listeners and so on, and a handful of you know people who follow fantasy pretty closely. Um, I don't I don't like to use the term expert, but you know that they they pay attention to it a lot. Um, Justin Fan for Fantasy Labs, he's been covering fantasy I think as long as I have uh, for like 15 years I want to say. Um, so props to him, uh, Scott Malik. He does a lot of stuff for DFS. Uh, also really into it too. 
Uh, we had an auto pick. <clears throat> Obviously, Jonas, Ryan was in there. Uh, Rusty Pedal does some stuff for Number Fire. He's pretty cool. And <clears throat> uh, Dr. A was in there, too. So, uh, And then, yeah, mix, mix it up the rest of the way. It was really cool. Um, nobody, There weren't too many wild picks, but let's kind of go through it again. Katie went one. Fan took... Giannis at two, which 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 made Scott mad. Who took Westbrook three again? This is eight cat. So getting Westbrook at three is pretty solid. Harden four, and somehow I got Carl Towns at five. I couldn't believe it. Even eight cat to get cat there. I I thought I, it couldn't have worked out better. Didn't see that coming. Um, and then pretty standard Curry, Kawhi, Davis, Jokic at nine seems to be. Those are pretty much the way it's been going. Uh, for the top nine and whatever order, um, which we've kind of talked about, you know, those big eight guys and then Jokic coming right there at number nine pretty much more than half the time. Uh, I think Jokic goes number nine. Some people go up a little bit earlier, especially in a two-center league, so certainly justified. Um, you won't, if you're sitting 12 and your league's legit, you're not going to get Jokic. Pretty much just got to deal with that. Um, Gobert, love Gobert. Uh, John Wall, LeBron. At 12, where he's going to go. Uh, I love Ryan getting Damian lowered at 13. We've talked about that on the last pod, where Dame, Mr. Consistency, strong second half. You guys, if you listen to the pod, you know how we feel about Lillard. I have him over Wall, which is kind of a hot take. Maybe not so much. And it's pr- it's kind of neck and neck in an 8-cat. Uh, Wall's going to turn the ball over a lot, but Dame's really good. Uh, Paul George at 14, I thought that was a high, a little high for the reasons we talked about. Okay, so we'll just talk about kind of surprises. Um, Jimmy Butler went uh, 16. That's pretty standard as well. Cousins went 15. Uh, I thought Kyrie went a little late. Kyrie went 19 to Steve, Dr. Ray. That was a nice value, especially 8-cat. I would have probably... I'd probably take him over Chris Paul, over Draymond. I mean, Kyrie looks... I would have taken him probably... uh, I would have taken him over LeBron. So you're looking... Kyrie, first-round player, I would say, in a 14-teamer. And Steve got him real late. Really nice combination with Rudy Gobert as well to, to go big-small like that. Uh, Chris Stapps, I thought, was a really good pick at 21. Uh, Miles Turner, I knew Jonas was going to take Miles Turner. We've talked about him ad nauseum on the pod. He is Mr. Second Round um, if you're picking anywhere past... Or if you're picking in the top seven or eight, and you could get one of those big eight guys and come back and get Miles Turner, you're you're just chilling. Uh, you couldn't really ask for more. Uh, and then it's kind of all over the place. Uh, White side usually goes right around there, and he did. Uh, I took Bradley Beal. Uh, I'm all about Bradley Beal this year. I'm convinced he's going to be healthy and over that uh, little stress fracture thing. Um, yeah, he's. It, the the refracture rate on that is so rare, and him and Drew Holiday, hopefully they're past it and they just brought him back too soon, I guess. But they look like they've kind of established themselves and strengthened their bones and so forth. Uh, I thought Marcus was a shade early, but again, big men were really thin, so with him going for Westbrook, that obviously made sense there. Um, Embiid also went <coughs> in this round at number nine, right before I took Beal. Again, a little early. Um, there's talk of him possibly not working out until he gets an extension. That was shot down by Tom Moore of the Bucks County Courier, really legit beat reporter. Um, so, yeah, I think he'll be fine. That's not really going to really factor into how you a draft missed uh, the process. <clears throat> uh, I thought 
CJ McCollum at 28 was a really good pick. Kyle Lowry also solid. Um, Isaiah was an auto pick. Again, we had an auto pick. Isaiah's going to slide, you guys, uh, in case you missed it. Um, Ty Luce said he's not going to start the season. Now, I don't know if he meant training camp or preseason, but it didn't. That sentence didn't fit the press conference. The whole press conference was Kobe Altman saying, GM Kobe Altman saying, hey, we don't want to make this about his hip, blah, 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 blah. And then Ty, Ty Lue saying that, guess what? That's the headline now. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Either way, bad news. You can't draft him top 40, really, maybe 50 or even 60. I mean, you can't take a guy coming off a hip injury in a new situation. He's not going to be they, – they're basically conceding that they're going to – Take care of them. Um, they're gonna. Not, they said they're not gonna do surgery, which is a little odd. Again, every hip injury is different. Um, they said they don't know exactly when he aggravated the injury. He had that first one, what against Washington in April, and then he hurt it again in the playoffs. So <clears throat> it's been a, a multiple multiple thing for him. All right, okay, so let's kind of just go over uh, some other noteworthy picks. I got Mike Conley at, at fifth pick, third round. I, I was really happy with that. Um, Really to get a point guard after not getting a point guard in an eight-cat league. It's something I usually don't like to do, but uh, I figured I'd get him or Kemba <coughs> or some. Yeah, that's kind of who I was hoping for, and Fam took Kemba before, so my decision was pretty much made. I actually prefer Conley over Kemba. Um, we've seen Fisdale really cater the offense to him. No more Zebo. They're going to probably try to play a little faster, which they didn't really do too much last year. But that's more of their identity. They did, even though Zebo came off the bench a lot, they did roll that double center lineup a ton, especially late in games, which hurt Jermichael. We'll get to shortly. Um, Steve got him pretty late. Which I like that pick a lot. We saw J Mike kind of put up third round value um, in the game Zebo missed in December, whatever it was. What else we got here? Um, Schroeder went a little early um, to reader slash Twitter followers slash podcast listener. Uh, I can't take him there. His usage is going to be really high, probably 29 to 32. But turnovers are going to be insane. He's going to probably be top 10 in turnovers, I think. And, yeah, just not a great shooter. His dimes are really low. He's going to have a, a brutal assist-to-turnover ratio, ratio, probably among guys in the top 20 assists. He'll probably be last in assist-to-turnover, or very close to it. Devin Booker, that's he, he went third round right in the middle. That's early. We know that. We really want Devin Booker to start stealing the ball. It's just not happening right now. So um, maybe he will one day. Um, Ryan got auto Otto Porter is a Ryan guy for sure. Strong percentages, a little bit of everything. Kind of young Kawhi-esque uh, comparison that I always like to make for those guys. Not going to really hurt you anywhere. Help you in defense. Help you in threes. And a little scoring that won't. Wow, you! But those guys are really valuable. We saw Porter kind of flirt with first-round value at times last year. Okay, um, Steve went uh, De- DeAndre Jordan, which was really good pick. Kyrie's not outstanding for free throws. He got Gobert, so a beautiful stack uh, for punting right there, um, which is cool. I mean, you're playing head-to-head, eight cat <clears throat> punting free throws is not a big deal at all, uh, or even you know you, you have. More leeway to go, uh, or even guard. I, I like going guard heavy at eight cat, which you'll see in my strategy here. <clears throat> didn't just, didn't plan on doing it. Just you know, usually take the best player, right? Uh, that's the way we we live our draft life. We'll take our first seven rounds, take our best player, and fill in after that. Uh, that's what I did. That's what I'm always going to do. It's, it's the way you draft. 
um, don't worry. There's going to be guys. You're going to have to maybe reach around or half around earlier than you wanted to. But to do that, you'd rather do it in round eight or nine than in round one, two, or three. Um, take your best player and fill in. There, there's this, the percentage of <clears throat> you can miss on, on reaching doesn't hurt you as bad. I mean, reaching and there were a couple people in the draft that were saying like, "Oh, I'm gonna. This is gonna be a silly pick." Like, there's probably no such thing as a silly pick after 120. Just take who you want, you know. Uh, if you like them for a reason, and chances are someone else does too for probably the same reason. If, if it's a a savvy league. Okay, so Chris Middleton also went in this round. Uh, 11th pick. I thought that was a really nice pickup. Um, nothing. Uh, Hayward was an auto pick. Again, this auto pick team is really bad. Um, with Isaiah and Hayward, both those guys should be going. Um, Isaiah, what, three rounds later? Hayward, probably a round and a half later. Not really feeling Celtics. Not in Al Horford. <clears throat> Uh, okay, so I guess fourth round, Al Horford. Thought that was a steal for Ryan. Um, great fit for his team for strong percentages. And uh, he's, hopefully he blocks more. We've talked about that a lot, how his block rate really just fell off a cliff last year after he was blocked. He was right there with the elite guys before he got hurt. Middle of the fourth went pretty well. Uh, again, I'll just kind of go through this quickly here. Um, D'Angelo Russell went six in this round. And Jonas had said, he's like, I want Russell or Oladipo or Rubio. He didn't have a point guard. So I was kind of thinking he would let Depot slide and take Rubio there. He didn't. And that left me with Rubio, which was fine. So back-to-back point guards and 8-cat. Cool with that. Surprised Rubio went kind of late. He's in such a great system. I think he's going to be better in dime, better in dimes than we think he's going to be. So, yeah, Rubio in... Fourth round of a 14-teamer is, is really nice. This guy definitely has the upside. We saw that after the break last year. Uh, being an early-round guy, second-round guy. So there's no reason to think he, he won't be the man. Uh, obviously, with Hayward gone and uh, the Jazz, well, they're going to be bottom five in pace. They Their offense is pretty good per possession-wise. And then we know about the defensive stuff. <sighs> pretty normal besides that. Um, yeah, okay, we'll move on. Lonzo Ball, he is going to fluctuate wherever he gets drafted. Some people will take him probably like 40. Sometimes he may slide to like 60. But this is very much dependent on who you're drafting with. I think if fellow West Coasters, uh, you're probably more likely to see Lonzo go a little bit higher. Also, apparently put out a single. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm a little nervous uh, for a guy who has bashed Nas, who's not great. Uh, lately, I'll admit, but Illmatic is, in my opinion, the greatest hip-hop album of all time. Multiple G- DJ premiere tracks. Uh, you get a bonus for that. Okay, not a hip-hop podcast as much as I want it to be. Uh, you guys want to guess who I took in round five? Jamal Murray, obviously, my boy. Um, and there was some table talk. Uh, somebody said, hey, when's Jamal Murray going to go? Uh, right after I took Rubio. And I was like, you... T- I hate that. T- like, Inception mode, where you're telling people... Because he was way down there. He was at 144 in Yahoo. And I was like, ah, I could sneak him, but obviously with Jonas and Ryan and Steve, they all know that I'm taking Jamal Murray anywhere from 50 to 60. And I was pleased to get him where I did, um, to get him as my fifth pick in a 14-rounder. It's pretty much where I'm going to go, even in a 12-teamer. You know, once it gets to 55, I'm pouncing, even earlier, depending on who else is there. Um, I was looking at Avery Bradley if I thought I could sneak Jamal, but I, I didn't think I had any chance of doing that. <clears throat> so Jonas and I was, I was actually calling out Jonas's picks in the draft. I just, we just know each other so well that 
it's just just commonplace. We just know who who the same who the guys are and all that. Um, Gary Harris went in this round. Another guy way down there. Uh, let's see, Yahoo has him at 107. So that's just silly. Um, and also, I should say uh, we usually do the the uh, it's called abusing the default rankings. It's something I put out in mid October when it's really heavy draft season. But this year, I put it out an early one. If you have the draft guide, so if you have a draft in early October or September, even um, draft guide, you know, it's in there right now. And that's actually that's what I used when I went through this draft. I didn't have my list or anything. I like my team. You can kind of see the guys I'm targeting. Um, like I said, Towns, they have him listed at seven. That's too bad. They had Giannis listed at five. That's crazy. I mean, Giannis isn't going to go five anywhere. Jokic at 11. Again, all these guys I'm talking about, they were good picks, are all listed in there. And I had just have a quick little line um, to explain the reasoning. Chris Dapps at 26. He'll never go 26 in a legit draft. Uh, and again, Miles Turner at 33 is probably the most egregious one of the top 50 guys. And then. The late picks too. Marquise Chris is 112. That's he's not going 112. He's going to go by half that soon. Um, let's see what else. And speaking of which, uh, yeah, we can. Uh, yeah, let's move on. Marquise Chris went to Jonas at the seventh pick. Again, I knew he was taking him. I was hoping for him or DSJ. And again, DSJ ranked way too low at 124. So if your league's bad, you could probably sneak him in the eighth. Maybe I wasn't willing to do that. For uh, there's no way he would have made it back to me. So round six, late 14 teamer. I'm totally down. He was easily the best player available uh, for me in that spot. There was another guy I should have probably taken, but I had a feeling he may slip. Where I thought that the cat was kind of out of the bag on DSJ, so pounced and actually worked out. Um, Jay Crowder was an auto pick. Um, This auto pick team is really really bad. Uh, Yahoo has to make some adjustments here, which I'm sure they will once football, fantasy football season is kind of off and running. <clears throat> um, nothing too crazy. Uh, I thought Justin Fan taking Willie Cauley-Stein at pick two in round seven was really nice. Uh, a guy that I was kind of my backup plan, but I got Aaron Gordon. I was really thrilled with that. And there was a story about him going into the dunk contest most likely next year. He actually said he wasn't healthy, too. Which, I have to admit, uh, it's off-season, so when you see the blurbs on Roto World, we're reaching for stuff. Uh, Ryan and I were chatting the other day, and we were seeing all the guys. We can keep, keep track of when's the last time we blurbed a guy, so we could see if we haven't blurbed in the past week, two weeks, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. So we went through that, and you know, I searched Google, I searched Twitter, and all this stuff, and tried to find some news on these guys that I can use. And two guys that were interesting... Uh, Aaron Gordon, it was a tech blog. He's invested in this like kind of mental, mental, phys- mental slash physical trainer that helps you uh, get ready for games. And so I don't know the details. It's called Lucid, I believe. But it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Uh, but he had some pretty good statements in there about how he wasn't healthy and how he's working on stuff. But yeah, I got that off a tech blog, <laughs> which is a funny blurb. And then also Pro Basketball Talk picked that up, which I thought was funny. They pick up a lot of the blurbs that we do. Um, and then also Brandon Ingram, I, uh, he did an advertisement for a protein shake, and he had an interview on there talking about his off-season conditioning and stuff, and I got uh, a blurb out of that that was about his shooting mechanics. Mechanics. So, yeah, just uh, we're not sleeping still off-season. We, we, uh, we, we really care about putting blurbs out there and 
making sure you guys have all the information you need when drafts come around so you guys can win everything. Unless you're playing against me, of course. Okay, so what else we got? Um, yeah, I, I love Aaron Gordon. Uh, guy, third round post-break. Uh, I don't think Jonathan Isaac's a threat to him. They've already said he's coming off the bench. Um, yeah, he's all good. Uh, I see him getting 32, 33 minutes and scoring higher and assisting more. We, ha- we had the whole, is he the new Paul George talk? Um, when he was coming around with Frank Vogel getting the job, but he looked good late last year. His shot was working. He had a great shot selection. Uh, Aaron Gordon, definitely a, an easy call for a breakout. And getting him anywhere after 80, you're chilling. Um, I think I have him at like 51 in our ranks. Something like that. Yeah, he's a really, really strong target this year. Um, uh, Brandon Ingram, speaking of which, Steve took him 10 pick. Pretty solid, pure upside here. A little early for me. There were some really quality players out there, so I thought I'd prefer, but obviously not a bad pick at all. What else? Uh, Tareem Prince. Actually, this is table talk. Uh, Jonas and I were calling out each other's picks, and he thought I was going to take Tareem Prince, not Aaron Gordon. Uh, I did have Prince pretty high, so I think Jonas was kind of hoisted by his own petard there because he called out Prince. Guess who got taken next? Prince. So um, it was pick inception pick inception that time. Uh, and then Jonas, I, I called out his pick. He's like, who am I taking? And I said, you're taking the mansion, Rich Homie. Uh, Rich Holmes. So, yeah, I, I'm, in, I'm in Jonas's head. Uh, whether he likes it or not. Um, also, Ryan took T.J. Warren. Knew he was taking him. I think T.J. Warren's going to be a really good value this year. Uh, he it really improved on defense. We finally saw that fluky two seasons ago three-point thing fall off. And that's fine. Just make sure if you draft him, you're drafting a high-volume three guys. And there's a lot of guys that you can take early. Like if you're taking Dame, which Ryan did. Obviously, Curry is going to carry you. Curry is three players worth of three-pointers. Uh, so, yeah, if you find yourself taking a lot of guards and maybe bigs who shoot some threes a little bit, DeMarcus, I think, is going to be close to one and a half threes, maybe even two. We saw him really light it up from three in his brief time with the Pelicans last year. He looks good. He's lost weight. Um, so Cousins looks really good. Um, another guy who kind of fluctuates a little bit. You usually see him early early second. Sometimes he falls to mid-second. Uh, yeah, Cousins looks pretty solid. We saw both he and Davis sustain their usage really high, um, which was Drew and pretty much everyone else is not getting shots. <clears throat> okay, so back on track. Yeah, nothing really else we're talking about there. Kind of standard stuff. Um, so I guess moving to round eight. Um, Ryan, surprise. Uh, he only had, I think, one big man, and he asked me to call out, and um, he picked before, and I was, he took Pat Beverly. I like the pick. I was surprised uh, for a guy that didn't have enough bigs. I mean, you look at Ryan's team. He, at the time, had Dame, Jimmy Butler, Otto Porter, Al Horford was his only big, Gary Harris, and Derwin's Noel. Okay. So, I mean, two bigs when you're getting, to, and TJ Warren also. Two bigs in round eight, you're, you're getting risky. Um, it's going to fall off pretty quick. I also was in that boat. Uh, I only had, what, I think, Towns at the time. Um, again, so to recap, I went Big Towns, Beal, Small, Conley, Rubio, Jamal. So I went four straight point cards. I went Mike Conley, Rubio, Jamal Murray, and Dennis Smith Jr. 
and then I went Aaron Gordon. So then I went big. I was, and this is what I was saying earlier. First six rounds, take your best player. And I thought Aaron Gordon was the best player anyways. And like we always say, the perfect draft is when your need matches up to your want on every pick. So you don't have to worry about reaching around to fill a need. That, that's great. That's what the Aaron Gordon pick was for me. It was perfect. Um, I couldn't have asked for a better pick there. But then after that, I was like, okay, uh, there's guys I like here, but I need bigs bad. So I went big pretty heavy. I went Derek Favors. Again, once you're getting after 100, we saw Derek Favors light it up. 20-game stretches where he's flirting with first-round value. Uh, I did see see he was wearing a knee brace when he was hanging out with some jazz guys out in like the forest or something or the park or whatever it was. So that, that kind of made me scratch my head that he's sporting a knee brace when he's like just chilling. Um, so don't reach for favors, but upside's there. You're not going to have better upside from a big man this late in a draft. Um, okay, so let's kind of just cut it there. Uh, I'll just talk about my picks, I guess. <clears throat> I took uh, the Jeremy Evans gift. Bobon, baby. Uh, round nine, it's time. Let's see, in the abusing the default rankings, they had him at, where was he at here, 349, um, so yeah, hop in, hop in the draft guide, get the using the default rankings, and just load those guys up from your queue, I put about 13 guys that are after 200 in there, I put another 7 or 8 in the 150 to 200 range, um, yeah, just go in there, and while you're waiting for your draft, just stock up your queue with all, that's what I, that's what I do. Whenever I'm drafting and I know that it's a short clock or whatever, even if it's not, just go in there and have your queue ready uh, that way. Because you're not going to want to look at all those players that are just going to sit there. Um, people, what? Um, like, if not for the auto pick, Jay Crowder would have been sitting at the top for like five rounds. Uh, so, love we love Jay Crowder. Three years now, we've been r- riding him and he's exceeded all expectations. Even last year, we thought he'd take a hit and he still was very solid. But now he's. He's got Kevin Love and LeBron to worry about, so it's not looking too good for him. But yeah, uh, actually, let me talk about the draft guide before I finish up. So again, I got um, like a Dynasty Tips 101, Fantasy Tips 101, kind of just, if, you, if you're not new to how Roto works, I imagine if you listen to this pod, you probably know. But just general things you want to remember when you're building your team, uh, especially Dynasty, um, things that I like to consider. Uh, what other columns we got in there? Let's see. Uh, we got uh, top transactions, so you know pretty superficial stuff to let you know who went where. Uh, who else we got? Um, injury reports. Ryan's all over that. Gives you all the details. That's what prompted us to have our, our little deep dig for blurbs. Uh, we got some DFS fundamentals. Uh, schedule breakdown from Steve talking about you know who who you want to take if you're really schedule dependent. Not quite as much with four games and five nights getting cut. So you won't see um, what's what quite is going on there. Uh, again, mock drafts are going to be insane. Like we've been saying, probably over under is like thirteen mock drafts. They're going to be in there, which is cool, you know. And what, if I have a big draft coming up, look at a few mock drafts and just see where your guys are going. <clears throat> you could do your own, sure, but like it's what practice makes perfect. It's perfect practice makes perfect, right? If you're doing mock drafts and people are just dropping out, and you're drafting against auto picks. Who cares? It's not going to help you. And I had a guy in my football league. He's like, oh, I did like 200 mock drafts. I'm ready to go. I'm like, what? You did? <laughs> I'm ready to go. I did like five mock drafts. But I did my five mock drafts with 
the Roto World guys. So making sure and that's why I like to do this too. You guys, if if you follow me on Twitter, I'm always tweeting out mock drafts so we could do them together and do them with people who are actual people and not an auto list or just people who are just gonna go in there and pick Kobe Bryant or whatever Tim Tebow in football. You know, just guys that just ruin it. Um, so yeah, again, don't mock draft with just randos, man. Uh, but by the same token. That it's t- it's tough because you know it's you don't want to draft people you're with, right? And also, one thing I, I actually do is if it's football, I really won't do it for basketball because people know who I'm going to pick anyways. But I will do mock drafts with friends and mislead them. Like I'll take players that I don't want, <laughs> and like I was I did one with my friend and I was taking like Leonard Fournette and I took a quarterback super early and just to like mess with them and then. You know, if you follow fantasy well enough, you could support. You could make a case for a bad pick. Like, I could talk about Isaiah Thomas, who I'm not drafting, and say, "Oh, he was. He had a 14 game stretch where he scored 13 points per fourth quarter, or whatever." You know, you could you could spin it both ways, and that's. I mean, it's always funny with fantasy is, and we do it with our own players that we like, whether we know we're doing it or not. Um, it's just funny how we spin stuff uh, for for what we want to say. But that's that's what's cool about sports, right? Okay, so let's finish up this mock here. Again, I'm just going to talk about my picks. Um, I love Boban. And actually, I was like, okay, he only needs 20 minutes to be good. And Justin Fan said asterisk 10, which made me laugh. Um, it's for, for real. I mean, he's probably only going to play 20 minutes tops. And that's fine. That's totally fine. Uh, he doesn't need to play. What we saw, like I said in the, in the draft, if you remember, there was one game where he was mid-price on DFS at 3500 on FanDuel. And he hit that in, like, five possessions. Like, he scored on four possessions, had, like, four, three or four rebounds and a block or something. It's like, okay, he already hit value. <laughs> so, that's cool, man. Beaumont for life, for reals. Like, uh, he's him and Jamal Murray are probably my two must-get guys. And, again, you want bigs. Like, I'm, I admit, I have got to do more work on finding big men for my drafts. Um, that's going to be huge because... It, it gets really, really dry in the middle. So, getting... And like I said, this this is a really good case for Anthony Davis to move up. Uh, if you're playing in a deeper league, and you're going to want a big man. Um, so, I would probably put Davis over Kawhi now. Um, kind of convincingly. I don't know if I could put him over Curry in an 8-cat, but in a 9-cat, I might be willing to do so. Okay. So, rest of my picks... Um, I went Mr. Trendy. I took a guy that's suddenly hot, suddenly can score. That's Laurie Markkinen. It's a great drop in 25 a game for Finland. It's been terrific. So pick him up. They're the worst team in basketball, according to Vegas, so they're going to play him. They obviously invested a high pick in him, higher than we thought. But, hey, it's not Dennis Smith Jr., but they'll make the most of it. I love Rondé, and I was thinking either Rondé or Alan Crabb here, but considering my surplus of guards, I had to take a big man. Uh, Rondé, not your traditional big man, but he's the odds-on favorite to smart, start at power forward. Uh, really, Again, if you draft a lot of threes and you got a lot of scoring, like if you're drafting guards, chances are you're one of the better teams for scoring in threes. It's just the way it is. So he's a great fit. Uh, he won't light it up rebounding-wise, so you're going to need help there. But he should be pretty solid in defense. Uh, kind of uh, a one my one YOLO pick. Uh, I just wanted to take Jason Tatum. I thought he was just, he shouldn't have been there. Um, just pure pure upside. Really has no floor at all. 
So he could be he could probably be one of my first cuts uh, if he's not playing well. You know, again, this is just a mock. And then Nets, man, I'm telling you, I, I don't if I do a draft and I don't have two Nets on my team, I'm disappointed. Uh, there's so many possible targets. Again, pure ceiling out of all these guys. So your Allens, Lavert is, is a, a solid one. I'd rather have Crab though. Uh, even Jeremy Lin, if you could get him around 80, I think that's pretty solid. Um, who else? Um, yeah, and I took Jared Allen also. Uh, that was my next pick. So I like him. And then I finished up with Mike Mascala. Another bad... I said this in the draft too. Late picks, bad teams. That is the goal. Uh, they are not going to get a lot of press. But actually, check this out. So... If you look, with the exception of Jason, again, Jason Tatum wasn't usually my fit of a pick. Um, but yeah, you look at my last seven or eight picks, whatever it was, or six, seven picks. Boban, Pistons are going to be bad. Bulls, marketing, they're going to be terrible. The Nets, they're going to be, I think they're going to be better than we think, but they're not going to be good. Uh, Tatum didn't fit my my picks this, this minute narrative. Jared Allen, again, Nets. And Muscala, one of the worst teams again, so... Don't be afraid to take players on bad teams, um, which is which is funny, because when we had Evan Silva on, he was don't draft players on bad teams. It's, it's very different, because um, scoring is everything in football. You want your guys to get yards and points. That's pretty much it. Whereas this one, you don't really care as much about points, nearly as much. So, and teams got to score. I mean, a good team in football will outscore a bad team in football by twice as much. Sometimes more. Sometimes teams score 30. Sometimes teams only score like 13. So, yeah. All right, so that's going to do it. Um, again, we'll do a lot of these. If you want to check out the whole details in this mock, uh, I will post it later today. That's uh, pretty much the next thing on my to-do list. So hop in there. Again, draft guide, man. Um, get in there. Um, totally worth it. There's already 15 columns in there. There's going to be probably 20 by the end of the day, uh, or end of the weekend at least. Um, I got what sophomore breakouts, second half studs from last year, percentage killers and percentage positives. So you know your Drummonds and your Jordans, and then your Westbrooks actually for field goal percentage. Marcus Smart also another one. Who Marcus Smart man, twenty pounds, he looks good. Uh, looks in good shape. Um, and actually, uh, David Griffin on the jump, he made a really good point because. One of the big reasons Marcus Smart has value is his switchability. Uh, he could cover fours because he's a bigger body guy at 240. So does that hurt him a little bit? We'll see. You know, it's the old get lean over get big and all that good stuff. But uh, he looked good. Um, we'll see what happens. They've, again, losing Crowder. Uh, that's even more valuable to have a guy that can cover fours because they really, Marcus Morris isn't really a four. So they really don't have a reliable four on their roster right now. So. We've talked about this ad nauseum, man. Um, Celtics forward spots. Um, We'll be watching that a lot. It's going to be one of our main focuses leading up to the season. Okay, so you guys enjoy your weekend. Happy football season. Uh, I have a lot of Julio shares, so I want some Julio. I think Julio's going to go off, man, Uh, against Chicago. Yeah, Julio Jones. uh, I think he's going to have a lot today. He'll play Julio DFS for me if you're going to get down on that. All right, so thanks again. Happy football, and we'll catch you next time. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. 
Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.